0: Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theatre podcast. Making theater is challenging, demanding work. And it can be all the more demanding when most of your cast has left the show, leaving only two folks to take on an American classic. But with Corey and Vanessa present an all-female educational touring production of Of Mice and Men, a devised play currently running at the tank. When it gets going, you'll quickly discover you're in for much, much more than Lenny and George and a poor little rabbit. But before we get started, a quick note, this interview is a bit noisier than others. The Tank is constantly programming, which is awesome, and we were in the lobby, so apologies about that. But as you'll hear, the crowd is quickly subsumed into the background as the intelligent guests on this episode get talking. Here it goes. I'll let those guests introduce themselves, take a listen. I can't wait to get into this. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Have I had you on the podcast before?
1: We, uh, for No Man's Land, for right. The Anthropologist. Of course, yeah.
0: that's why. Yeah. But you weren't in the like the, the big chair, the no, driver's seat. I was
1: seats. the assistant everything. And, and, yeah, but so it's I great to, to have him you back. back. Yeah, yeah, it's really and nice. This time
0: with a project that you are at the helm of. Yeah. Welcome to...
1: Corey and Vanessa present an all-female educational touring production of, of Mice and Men.
0: And I have with me the director. Alex Randrup. As well as the cast.
2: Bonita Jackson. Samantha Clark.
0: Okay, uh, one hell of a title. <laughs> what is this show?
1: Uh-huh. Um, it, is <laughs> it, um, it is a devised play about uh, power. <laughs> And performance and learning to trust your scene partner and learning to trust yourself. Um, it's a story about two actors who are kind of stranded with a touring production, a very low budget, probably shady touring production of Of Mice and Men. Things
0: no, none of us could ever identify with at all.
1: No, yeah, nothing relatable in this play. Um, and they're kind of just forced to figure out how to keep going with just two women doing a show with one female character and a bunch of men. Um, And they do the best that they can um, until the cause of all of their strife kind of slaps them in the face and possesses them and forces them to perform some crazy stuff in order to try to get, you know, something going.
0: (laughs) This is a very... Um, I, I don't know how to say this right, but I feel like it's a very deep dive in a very wide pool, um, which is really interesting. Um, talk to me about, like, y- y'all devised this. That's really fascinating because it comes across like a scripted piece. Uh, in, in a And I say that in the best of ways because um, I feel like there, there's a certain style of play that I've run into a lot where it's like, like this, I guess it's like it's, it, and, and I don't want to give too much away, but it, it's really fascinating that you are able to, as a devised piece, get at so many things in such a strange esoteric way. Where did this start? I'm gonna put this in the the face of the uh, the actors because you've both been with this for a while. I'm guessing, right?
2: Yes, we have. We started what December at the end of December. We had our first. Um, what year was that? Two thousand sixteen. We had a uh, like a Google Hangout or a Scoop talk, um, video chat about what our ideas were about, you know, it was during the, the movement, like women empowerment was coming up and all these things that are happening now.
0: Yeah, it's one hell of an auspicious time to start a play.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And like we, we, we went into a room a few times and with a lot of construction, that was crazy, that sounded weird. We did a lot of construction paper, a lot of markers, and we played around. And I, the beauty about this show and doing a devised piece like this, and the, I'm glad that it, it sounded like it was one person or one voice. It really did. Is because, I don't know, it's like the magic, maybe the goddess herself put us together at this time in life, and we were able to really hash out and fill each other out. And like we were always on the same page or a similar page and able to bounce off ideas and grow this awesome, dope piece. Yeah. And when we
3: started, I mean, we sort of started, too, with this book that Alex had, which is like a women's dictionary of all of these different ancient and mythical creatures and ancient terminology that had to do with women and women's history and stuff and like what they originated from and what they used to mean and then sort of like how they've evolved. So we had lots of ideas sparked from that and then it just kind of, sp- we started generating material and coming up with like scenes and sketches and monologues and things and it just like became what it became and it kept going and <laughs> I don't think it was at all what any <laughs> of us thought it would become now to this day but... It definitely got a bunch of wonderful, badass, creative ladies in a room together at a time where I know I was feeling very lost about, like, what to do in the world. And we just kept making each other laugh and feel good and feel like we were doing something. Yeah.
0: I love that you bring it to, like, this idea of what to do. Uh, -cause I feel like inherent in the very concept of your, your your show, this idea of a touring production that has gone wrong, um, we're in the middle of a democracy that has gone wrong. And so uh, just, just talk to me a little bit more about this idea of, where this play fits in the zeitgeist, like what are, what are you doing? Why why this piece? I mean, it, I guess that's a very it's a very broad question. That you sort of already answered both of you, um, but what what do you feel is the work that this play is doing right now, July twenty eighteen?
1: Mm. I guess my the way I'll answer that is like going back to that first Google Hangouts. Um, it was me, and Bonita, and Sam, and our, the two designers who were the fourth and fifth members of our original devising team, um, Sienna Zoe Allen for costumes and Emily Asiello for sound. And um, we kind of just started with like, this question of if five women enter a room together as artists and agree to try to make something, what could it give an audience and um this idea that maybe there's like some kind of you know that like magic of theater where you go see a play and and your whole mood is changed when you leave you feel like your person is personhood has changed you know like it totally affects you so is there a way that we could like dig into uh like the fields of feminism and womanhood and humanity today um, and the things that we know best which is (laughs) creating a production dealing with it, on with the show type attitude Um, and could we like dig up some kind of tool or weapon that an audience member could take out with them to smash the patriarchy or to fix the democracy or to do something um, act, like really active you know <laughs> is there a way that like seeing these two people go through this thing could help you figure out how to go to through something
0: a big part of at least to my uh, you know heteronormative cis male uh, reaction to this is very much uh, laughter uh, is maybe the tool that I received uh, most clearly um, in my initial reaction, you know, it's 20 minutes since the show came down, so, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of things that will process, and uh, I'll have more tools that, that I'll realize bubbling up, but, um, you know, really the humor of this is one of those things that I really appreciated uh, in the moment. Can you talk to me about uh, what, what what is the role of humor here?
2: The role of humor? I think for me, or for, I won't just speak for me, for Vanessa Burke, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's Work
0: with an E, by with the way. An
2: e. Thank you very much. Don't leave it out. Um, you know, life is very hard, and um, Ishtar kind of talks about being a mortal woman, being a mortal woman, and all of this pain and suffering, just the the way of life and how tragic it can be. That moving through life with an air of, if not just comedy, but lightness, but in solidarity with a sister, that you can laugh. Like there are many times. Um, that Sam and I, I feel very close to her, and the ending when I say she is my sister, like, to this day, I can, I can say honestly that I do feel that. And I think through laughter, through breakthroughs in rooms, of rehearsal rooms with Alex and with Zoe and Emily, who are not here right now, that you can have those moments of levity because you done been through the the S word.
0: <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> okay, you've you done, been. Been,
2: <laughs> you done been through this shit with each other. And I think uh, a good thing about being on stage and having people laugh, and invites them in. And yes, there are serious moments. There were some serious moments in, in the show, but and just in life, but that when you want to invite people in, you have to have an openness. And I think laughter is a form of openness.
3: Oh, yeah. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I looked at her like,
2: yeah? Yeah, I
3: totally agree. And it's, I think, inviting someone to laugh with you or maybe in some cases at you in this production uh, is one of the most inviting ways to be like, hey, it's okay. Like, I am laughing at myself up here or... I'm, making, I'm trying to make Bonita laugh, not on stage, but it's happened many, many times. Oh, sure it's happening in the rehearsal room because it comes yeah. out
0: in what you do on stage. Yeah, yeah. and
3: it like, uh, I feel like we can connect to each other much faster that way.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: Go See A Show is, of course, the independent theater podcast. And I do, I do get a lot of people who listen to the show, or at least I think so, uh, who are... Um, <laughs> well, people are listening, but I, I do think that uh, some of the people who are listening are also theater makers themselves. And devised work is one of those things that I think um, everyone always agrees to in spirit. And then sometimes uh, we've all had those experiences where it just doesn't work. Uh, it worked here tonight. Uh, so what can you share by way of a recommendation, thoughts, um, any, any sort of advice you would give to your fellow fellow theater makers how to get that coherent whole of a play that uh, we mentioned I just saw on stage here at the Tech.
3: Um, I would say, again, when we all got in the room together and started talking about ideas and things and then just started getting up and generating content we just that was our main focus in the very beginning and we did some workshops and things but not putting i i started out with like oh it has to be this idea this is what you know goddesses and mm-hmm. these large and then life wonderful women like we have to make that happen or, or, or something um I guess taking the pressure off seeing what it will become or what it can be from the very, very start and just sort of letting it take shape and grow and become the the beautiful piece of art and work that it will become uh, was a valuable, important thing that I learned during this process, certainly.
2: Yeah, no, I I agree with everything you said. I think taking the focus off of yourself and um, having your ideas of course and feeling like you want to be a part of it and that's the thing being a part of it i feel for me um, i've done a different vice pieces here and there throughout my acting career (laughs) but um in this i think i just let go of self and welcomed you know the creativity that alex and sam and zoe and emily all brought into the room and if you come in with and I think Alex always says this with a yes and attitude instead of a yes but or a no but Um, because you don't want to cancel anybody out you want to hear everything and not everything we mesh with but we tried everything and I think when we try together the play is there and then we're like oh you heard me and you're right it didn't work (laughs) so yeah that's what I say
1: (laughs) yeah I mean this kind of is exactly what you guys just said but like uh, the thi- the key I've found for devising is you're gonna, at some point, probably early, have a moment of like, oh, I know what the play is. The play is this, and if everybody just goes along with what I say, the play will be that. And you think you're real smart, and <laughs> the sooner you can like put that to the side and actually pay attention to what the other people in the room are doing and saying and responding to, the better your piece will be every single time. If we had done what I thought was like the play was gonna be when I was like, hey, you guys wanna make something with me? It would not be good and we would not be here right now. <laughs> it would have happened once. And a few people would have come and said, good job, you guys acted really well. And that would have been it. Another, like Instead, we got a year and a half of a process where I feel stronger as an artist. I'm incredibly proud of the production we've done and the story we've made. And like Bonita Jackson's going to grad school in the fall, but when she gets out, 2021, who knows what else can happen? This play is not over. It never has to be over. It's a living thing. And that's my favorite thing about devised work, is it is... It is alive as long as the people who created it want it to be alive.
0: Excellent. In conclusion, I need to ask, who brought in of mice and men? How did that come about? Emily. It
3: was Emily.
1: No, Emily. Emily really wanted it to be Hamilton. We were trying oh. to figure out what we were doing an all-female edu- educational touring production of, and we were like, yeah. okay, it has to be something that does not make sense to try to do for with two women, like. Shakespeare or Emily really wanted Hamilton and Of Mice and Men kind of just happened and I don't know why it works, but it's like such an American classic, dude-focused
2: the, thing. The woman, as everyone knows, has no name, and it's ridiculous. It's
0: also the sort of thing that you would expect it's there would be an educational tour. Right. <laughs> yeah. um,
2: I'm sure there's one going on right and now. I, and somewhere. I hope
0: it involves two women as the only no. actors. Uh, so <laughs> that, that idea is free. Uh, everyone just—they yeah. uh, have given it to you. Uh, you know, this this group has given you that idea. So if somebody actually to go out and make that happen Uh, because you don't get Of Mice and Men by the way Um, so uh, the show is I'm going to get the title wrong so somebody say it
2: Corey and Vanessa present an all-female educational touring production of Of Mice and Men
0: (laughs) I love it we're at The Tank. Uh, the show just runs a few days. This uh, episode's going to be up before the second performance. And it's just through the 13th? The, yeah,
1: just through the 13th. Just through Friday, 8 p.m. every night.
0: Brilliant. Uh, tickets and more information can be found at?
1: TheTankNYC.org. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Thank you all so much. Thank Excellent you. work. Thank you. Thank you, Alex, Bonita, and Sam for hanging out after your opening night to chat. You've got just a few chances from the posting of this episode to catch. Corey and Vanessa present an all-female educational touring production of Of Mice and Men at The Tank, 312 West 36th Street in Manhattan through July 13th, 2018. Head to thetanknyc.org for a link to tickets and more information. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert Gagno. You can find me on the Internet at Robert G-O-N-Y-O dot com. Until next time, go see a show.
2: Love it. Yeah, no, thank you for doing thank it. Thank you for sticking around. Run Thank you it so much. Nice.